Welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast, Jacob Dahlin, um, with you as a host. Today's guest, uh, we're going to welcome Louis Crooks from Skellefteå, way up north in Sweden, but most importantly, grown up in Leksand. Welcome to the yeah. podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scanlux.com. For you that have listened to um, to many of my episodes, uh, we're getting over 80 now, which is crazy um, and and um, and fun. Uh, I am from Lexund, and uh, and uh, you and I got together on LinkedIn early on, and I, I think we talked offline a little bit about that I my son played against your brother and I and it was such a unique name so I put two and two together and I said these guys got to be related and sure enough yeah crooks is not a usual name in Lexand as you know so <laughs> but it's it's nice to to talk to a fellow fellow Lexing as we yes. say yeah. so t- talk about your your background where is crooks from <clears throat> It's uh, originating from from my dad. He's uh, English. We I, I'm actually born in England, so we moved to Sweden and Lexan when I was four years old. So uh, me and my little sister, we we're born and raised in England. Uh, so that's our that was our first language when we yeah. So it was tough tough in the beginning moving to Sweden I, I, because well my mom is from Sweden, so I understood Swedish perfectly because she uh, spoke Swedish with me at home but I answered in English so when we moved to to Sweden and I started at the uh, kindergarten I thought it was the same there but no one understood when I when I was talking so it was a bit of a, a culture culture crash there but yeah where in Lexan did you grow up uh Åkera. okay like everybody yeah. else the classic, Okira. yeah, yeah, so, exactly. so, so you grew up on the Okira uh, 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 pond or or the uh, the rink on Okira yeah, at the school, yeah, like yeah. Philip Forsberg and Fredrik Forsberg and all yeah. of those guys. And I guess it's still there, right? I mean, they they have it every every winter. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's like part of the school's uh, uh, playing yard or schoolyard, so. Yeah, when it's winter, they they make sure that it's ice there, and they have like uh, their sports lessons, ice skating there, and then in the summer it's like a basketball pitch or land hockey. Or... And 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 I think this is good for people to kind of uh, because I think it has a lot to do with you know I grew up a little bit on the on the outskirts of Lexan in in Lindberg, yeah. and we we didn't have you know we went to Hugara school which was first yeah. through sixth grade i had eight kids yeah. in class but so we had a rink but it was really really uh the boards were really really heavy wooden boards yeah. and uh it was a big deal to put up so there was sometimes that you know we didn't no. we, we often didn't have a hockey rink at the school but oh, our school okay. was so small and it's not actually they closed it down now and um yeah. and and I think everybody goes to Telberry now, but yeah, they've closed down a few schools now. Yeah, nowadays. but 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 how far is Okira, which is right across the the river, so to speak? Uh, yeah. How far is it to the hockey rink in uh, five uh, minutes by bike? Yeah, ten? five ten minutes by bike. N- yeah, not 
not much more. So it's it's Lexan is pretty small for all of you guys that don't know, but it's a crazy hockey crazy town, like seven thousand people living there. But I think the rink or the ice ice hall that the men's team play in they uh if it's seven thousand six hundred and fifty so it's more people that fits in the ISO than that lives in the actual town <laughs> yeah but i think from yours so so when you grew up there um when did you start playing hockey yeah well i as i said i'm i'm i was born in england so football or soccer in the american terms is was yeah. naturally my my yeah. first sport and uh my first like contact with sport sporting so uh, and and my dad being from from England, that's the thing that he knew best. Also, he didn't know ice hockey. But when we moved to Sweden and Leksand in particular, that's hockey is the only thing that's <laughs> that that's getting talked about there. That's interesting and the talk of the town. And so naturally, I got interested in that. All my friends was saying, I was I'm going to hockey practice this week, and then so well, I tried it out when I was five or six, I think. Yeah. So did and you was, start? Did you start at the organized practice at the rink? Yeah. Did you did you, did it start through the school and and everybody all the all the boys played at the at the Åkere rinken? Uh, I I don't really recall exactly, but probably a bit of both. I think I might might have seen some kids play on on the school and thinking well, that looks fun, and then hearing my friends saying we go play ice hockey on the weekends so i remember i remember my first practice because well my dad from england didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge and my mom wasn't so she didn't have a lot of knowledge either so i don't think i only had skates and like a helmet and not so much equipment and never being on ice before i fell over a lot so i think i left practice like 15 minutes in or something crying because i i was so frustrated that i couldn't skate around like everyone else <laughs> Well, I have uh, a I have a similar story. My I remember my first practice. I actually remember yeah. my first moment stepping on the ice because I left. Okay. The, I had the uh, the skateboards. skateboards on. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough start. <laughs> yeah, and I had a green helmet, not a blue yeah. one or white one, no. like most people in Sweden. I don't know. I don't know where my dad bought the the old <laughs> Ufa VM helmet. I'm older. Yeah. I'm almost twice your age, but but um. But that was, and and but I but at the same time, a lot of us kind of got to start the same way through. Back then, it was called the Bjorn Ligan, or now it's yeah. I think uh, uh, now it's called Trekronor Hockey Skola. Yeah, that exactly. is the kind of the equivalent over here is kind of learn to play uh, uh, programs that are fantastic. I I I'd, I'd love to talk to people within the hockey federation of how that is, you know, how that's been perpetuated. Uh, in Sweden, but I think it's such an important part is just allow people to, you know, come yeah, out. Sure. And, and I think it's a great point to be able to say, you can start by not having any equipment and yeah. falling down like Bambi on ice yeah. and, and still now work full time within hockey. Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I I love my life right now and my my job, so it's it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. So let's so but uh, let's fast forward a little bit. You yeah. uh, growing growing up there like just like everybody else in a hockey crazy town. Uh, when I'm reading your 
uh, elite prospects profile, you didn't make it to SHL. No, you can say that. <laughs> uh, which not everybody will, no. but I think it's a great um, point to make here that just because you're not playing in the SHL doesn't mean that you can't continue to work in hockey. And we'll, we'll get to what no. your role there as the yeah. as the, kind of the general manager over the youth hockey programs in Jueleftio. But but yeah. what was it like? Uh, so I'm assuming you didn't make the TV puck tournament early on. No, I didn't make the TV puck. I didn't make the junior teams in Lexand. I played in like the second tier team, the yep. LIU that we're going to talk about also. Yeah. So I, I never played at the highest level uh, for my age or for my... So well, I played in the under 16, like AAA league. Yeah. That's like the, the last team before the cut for the junior teams in Sweden, so... So what was it? Yeah, that doesn't show up on your uh, lead prospect no, profile. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit bummed out about that a few years ago, but I've I've let it go now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, growing up, I, okay, the the guys that you played with, who who was it in your age group that are still playing? I, I wish I could click on it here now, but I could probably. Yeah. So from the from the 11, 12, uh, 2011, 2012, who were the notable players that you remember that are still playing? Yeah, well, uh, Fredrik Forsberg is okay. a year older than me. And we've, yeah, well, he's also grown up on uh, Åkeran. We're childhood friends. So, and we play, you play like in two age groups. The one year you played with the older kids, and next year you play with the younger kids. Yeah, uh, in Lexan at, at that time they don't do that anymore. So uh, he, from the guys born '96, Fredrik Forsberg, Erik Flood was there. He plays in uh, Westeros now, I think, in Hockeyallsvenskan. Uh, yeah, we had Robin Kristoffersson plays in Division Eight now. Marcus Björk was really good at a young age, plays in Hockeyettan. Lucas Mog. Uh, so Sebastian Bjornstad, we had a, had a few guys. I don't think we had anyone that took it all the way to uh, Fredrik Forsberg and, and Erik Flod, but they were, as I said, a year older. Yeah. So but I think in it's interesting. But, but, in but my you... age group, born 97, I don't think it was anyone that went all the way yeah. yet. But, but you know that when you're growing up, that's the guys that are, even at that age, were really really good yeah yeah for sure and 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 went on and how many people so if we talk about lexon how many so when you are uh, uh what age are you you're 15 when you're starting to uh when you're in the tv puck tournament right and then yeah, yeah. 15, and then you go through the last year you 16 yeah and and when do you start applying <laughs> for the for the uh hockey gymnasium it's now? it's Pretty early. It's like in September, I think. Yeah. Like late in September, you have to have uh, sent in your uh, choices, and so, then you can you can uh, change the choices during a, a certain period of time, but you have to have sent them in before the end of September, I think. So what was it like for you then? Because you knew that you didn't make the TV Park tournament. You you knew that. Yeah. So did did you even apply for the NIU? 
I mean, being yeah. in Lexington, it's it's one of the top programs in the country. So yeah, the chance of getting in from the U16 team, they may only have three or four local kids yeah. that are going to be fill those spots within NIU, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a tough selection and a tough uh, hole to to go through. But uh, no, I applied for the NYU and like hope for the best. Maybe that because we had uh, practices through school. We had a hockey through school. It's called a hockey schoolan in Swedish. Yeah. Uh, so we had practices three times a week with uh, junior coaches because uh, yeah, for to make sure that the guys that want to put in a little more time. Uh, with the sport can can do that through through school then so yeah uh, so i i thought i had a good relationship with all the coaches so i thought yeah well if i if i put in the work and uh come there and do my best every time and have a good relationship then i might get through like one of the last uh spots just by being a good teammate and doing the work that needed but i it wasn't like i had any expectations of making the team through that i i think i had a quite a good understanding of where it was in the in the hierarchy uh so so it wasn't that big of a disappointment when you didn't get in no i think i think my my uh my picture of myself my min min build in in swedish i'm not sure in the yeah so you're, yourself um so you're um um that's a great Swedish it's word. A, it's yeah. and I don't know what it actually means. Your your view of yourself or your yeah. View, yeah. I think I understood quite good like yeah. where I was in in the hierarchy compared to others, and not that I was a bad player by any means, but just like there was people ahead of me. Yeah, I always so, think that that's a as a coach myself. I had this conversation with a with a disappointed player and and parent during tryouts mm -hmm. one time, and the. Um, I still remember this is six, seven years ago and the, and the player didn't make the upper team. Oh. We had two teams and the player didn't make the upper team and was really, really disappointed. And he said, you know, I should have been there. I, I, I yeah. deserve to be on the top team. And, and the dad uh, was so great. And he said, you know, yeah, I'm disappointed too, but, but he had this conversation and was in a, such a coaching manner. And he said, well, where do you think that you, where do you, where do you think that you are, you are, and who yeah. are you, who are you better than? Yeah. And they talked, they analyzed through it. And then they, and he kind of analyzed and he said, well, you know, and, and at the end of it, they kind of realized that, no, that's actually where I am. The coaches yeah. didn't pick me because they didn't like me they really as a matter of fact yeah. kid was an awesome kid and he's a yeah he's still an awesome kid and i just but there was other players that were better yeah and That's... that doesn't mean that he's a bad kid or or, no. or something like that but but that self-worth it didn't change if you it, having a realistic self uh evaluation of yourself is is healthy and some people yeah. often do not no exactly so yeah. that's uh, sometimes when when the uh, the disappointment is extra extra much is because as you said they don't really have the have the right self evaluation of themselves yeah but, but you, not to say that I wasn't disappointed when I didn't 
get in. Of course, I was disappointed. That's what I wanted, but it's just to. Yeah. But you, but you stayed on. You decided not to go to another team, which is an option. You could have went to Borlänge. You could have went to Fallen, perhaps. You could have went yeah. to Grums. Yeah. Or... Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Maybe at that time when uh, like Westeros and Örebro didn't have as good as the programs that as they had now, I, I don't know. I might have made a made a spot there also if I would have applied but I didn't even apply because I knew that I wanted to be in in Lexham with close to my family I didn't feel ready to move at that age um, yeah but live by myself and close to friends uh, and just general uh, safety that I felt back in Lexham so yeah and that's that's great that they had the second option there for me and here yeah here's my point number one that I want to make and that is Life doesn't end because you didn't make the top team. No. You have the, okay, a lot of kids out there don't make the NIU their first choice. Yeah. Okay, do I now move away to another, another program? Maybe, a, a, you know, and, and pros and cons and evaluating. But then you have this option of LIU, staying yeah. at home, uh, continuing to to work, and and you stuck with it. Here's Here's the other part is that a lot of people quit at that age yeah and and it is a you know it is a selection and some people move away to go to Borlinga for school they may uh, back when I was growing up the 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 uh the gymnasium programs were fairly limited in Lexan so you had to go to Fallen or Borlinga to to go to school and then it became really really difficult to continue to play the sport yeah yeah but now they've expanded, so there's a lot more programs academically to stay at home. And even better than with hockey, you have the team, the second team, which is Haras Bigden, yeah, which is, um, you know, I think it's it's is interesting that that they have a partnership. It's it, it, it talk about that for a second. It it is Lexand, but it isn't yeah. Lexand. No, exactly. Harris Bigden is like a little village outside of Lexand, so that's where the name comes from. But uh, the partnership is because that's just the closest uh, club to Lexand, and they have their practices and games in the same arena and everything. So yeah, uh, I I don't know when the partnership started, but it's been as long as I can I can remember. Yeah. And and I think it has a it, it, it what's interesting to me is that it isn't a negative. It's no. kind of like it, it it's not it's not it's um it's not viewed upon. It's not the I mean it's not the same, but it it's still no. kind of a cool thing to do is I play for Harris yeah. Big Gun, uh yeah, which is sure. which is different expectations. They play in lower divisions, but yeah, but still a a, a really awesome place to play. So yeah. And I think now they've uh, named the like the junior teams the under eighteen and under twenty. It's called Team Lexand, uh, so it's more of a connection to Lexand. And then the men's team that's like in Division Three, I think they are now. Uh, they're called Harrisbygden. Okay, uh, and I think they're tearing it up too. I saw that they won a game like thirty-one to nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, the lower the lower divisions in Sweden can be quite quite big uh, scores sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but but uh, yeah, I, for some reason I, I I get their social media posts and stuff. But you yeah, so, so okay. and then you so you went through uh, your years of of gymnasium and then you ended up 
in Borlenga your yeah. last year of juniors. Yeah. Uh, I actually I actually quit playing ice hockey the my last year at the gymnasium so my my second last junior year like by around christmas i i didn't think it was as as much fun anymore and that didn't feel like i want to put down all the time that was needed to uh, practices and games and preparation and everything so then i i put it on ice as to say for for a few months but then i felt like yeah well, i want to give this one last go or I still really love this sport, and so and I I contacted Borlänge, which is a, a league up from Hellas Bigden. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I got got to try out, or I think I even said they said I could come and straight away. So, and did you have experience. other kids from Lexon that played on that same team? So you guys traveled together? Yeah, one of my childhood friends, the best friends that uh, I still. I hang out with every midsummer and Christmas and everything today. He he had already played there for one year. So that's I think my I've been where I got the idea from or uh and then there was another kid from two other kids from Lexham that were a year younger that also played there. So we we carpooled together for for a season. Yeah. Um well that's awesome. But then but then it ended. That was yeah. that was it on your playing career. Yeah. That was it. Uh, it was, as I said, it was a fun year, uh, but uh, I didn't feel like I wanted to keep keep on putting down all the work and time that was needed. And I, as I said, I think my self evaluation was quite accurate. So I probably understood there that if I if I don't put down every living hour and everything on trying to make this work i'm probably not gonna make the nhl <laughs> yeah so and then and and then and then did you ever think about okay now i want to go to university or because i see on your linkedin here that all right now i'm going to work at class Olson. yeah that was it i had a i summer summer job there yep. uh, worked at the summers doing at the warehouse and yeah i was i had a job there straight away when i when I finished playing ice hockey, I was good pay. You didn't need any education and like a good, really good first job, I think, coming Absolutely. into Absolutely. Such a great, life. great company. Yeah, good, yeah, good company, good, making good uh, connections with people and getting to uh, learn, learn how it is to be, uh, being the working, working life. Yeah. And then a couple of years with Lexan Sparbank, the bank. Uh, so you got to work with a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, I still Except. have my I still have my Lexan Sparbank account. Perfect. My, mo- my mom used to work. My mom used to work at the bank there. Okay. Long, yeah. long time ago, and yeah. And so, uh, I, uh, my 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 childhood. Uh, um, the reason I wore nineteen was because of P.O. Carlson, who worked. Yeah, at the bank. exactly. Yeah, I worked with him for a, a year or two before he went into retirement. Also. Yep. Yep. Um, but then you started, then you said, okay, at some point you got into who got you back into coaching? Cause someone must've pulled on you and said, come on. Yeah. Uh, I think it was my mom partly really? and yeah, but, uh, it was because of my little brother, Saki, then he's, uh, born 2006. So he's nine years younger than me. Uh, and when I quit, he was like in 
under 11 or 12 or something. Uh, and then they needed help with their coaches because I think there were like two coaches on ice on quite a lot of kids. Uh, and I was there watching the games anyway and because I had so much time over. and But I said, so mom said, well, shouldn't you be there helping out and hang around with, with Saki a bit at ice all? Because Saki had always been hanging around my games and our tournaments and whenever he he was always running around with a club and a ball in his in his hands. So she said, yeah, well, it might be your turn to hang around him and help him now. <laughs> but yeah, first that's... I was like, no, no, I, I don't. I want I want to have my free time and I don't want to get locked up in the in the ice hockey rhythm again. But uh, so I started a bit because yeah, well, I said okay, it's it's quite fun with ice hockey anyway. So I was helping out a bit, just moving pucks, being on the ice, and then it got more and more and more. Uh, was got more and more fun, more and more interesting. And talk about. Talk about your relationship because you're nine years older. You know, yeah. my brother's two years older. I have a twin brother and a, and a two years older, and we always competed, yeah. and we weren't always the best friends. No. <laughs> right? So what's it like to have a, a, a younger brother that is nine years younger? What What's your relationship there? Because I'm sure that you've always been the big, big brother. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But uh, now we're really close. Uh, I'm very close with my younger sister so she's two years younger than me yeah but uh, yeah me and Saki are really close naturally because both are really interested and passionate about ice hockey it's uh, both of our biggest interests so we're just generally uh, hanging out my my parents are divorced also so we moved around or moved between them each week so it like felt like we we were the gang that stuck together helping yeah. out each other and and was yeah. he was he one of the rink rats that was always playing with the tape ball and yeah you know, out there? <laughs> every every game, every practice, every tournament, he was always a ball it, it was, stick in his hands. It was funny because when I was growing up, I played with Niklas Nordqvist, who yeah. later played in the in the eight team. And I remember Jonas Nordqvist, yeah. who ended up playing in the NHL, was the guy that was always around. Um yeah. You know, uh, Lennart, their dad was assistant coach on our team and awesome guy. And, and, but I remember Jonas was this little kid that was just always playing around with the tape ball, always sticking yeah. his hand and, and kind of yeah. growing that way. Uh, yeah. says something about that. kind of the, the younger brother and, and, and making it. And, uh, yeah. l l let's be real. I mean, Zaki is a, is a talent, uh, still plays in Lexan J 20 national now. And, and, uh, and, uh, like I said, I remember, uh, watching him and, and, uh, incredibly fast, um, incredibly skilled and, uh, and, and is doing really well. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, it's gone. Well. It's gone good for him. So hopefully, he keeps on making progress, making his his goals. I try to not interfere too much. Is he has to make his own journey and understand himself what what needs to be done to reach his goals. But I try to be there for him if if he wants to like I mean discuss stuff here and there. But I try not to interfere too much. Yeah, no, it's it's wise. It's wise. All right. But then you ended up, so you, you did a couple of years there coaching. And then how did it come about to 
make hockey a full-time gig moving up to Skellefteå? Uh, it was actually just coincidences. Uh, I never really... Of course, I wanted to work with hockey full-time, but it was not like I had a made-out plan or this is what I got to do. Uh, but I, I, as I said, I followed Saki's uh, team. He's the uh, kids born 2006 in Leksand, so I followed them up to the under-15, and then under-16, uh, like the high AAA uh, league in Sweden under 16 yeah uh, and then uh, after that I I felt like I want to do something else uh, I, I bit lived in Lexa my whole adult life and was a bit tired of the of the job I had at the at the bank even though I really really enjoyed it or liked it with my colleagues and it's a, a good job to have but I felt like I want to do try something new now uh, and like Half a year earlier, I I met my now girlfriend or partner, and she's from Skellefteå. Okay. So she played in the SJHL team in Lexington, the women's league. So that is the con- <laughs> that is the real connection here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we met, uh, uh, and she she wasn't going to play in Lexington uh, a second year, and I felt like I want to try something new. So it was perfect timing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, well, Skellefteå had tried to get her home every year since she moved. She went to a gymnasium in Linköping first and then to Leksandland. So because they want to try to advance up in the in the league, they're in the second second women's league here in Skellefteå, but a really good team and a good organization are close to getting up each year. So she wanted to be a part of that. And I said, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, and then I, I contacted Niklas Lundqvist, the what's the English equivalent sportchef here in yeah Hulk. the general manager yeah yeah do yeah. Do, do uh, they have a general manager for juniors and then a general manager for the for the A team for the uh, pro yeah, team yeah like uh, Niklas he's like the he's for the whole club women's okay. in, uh, my boss over the juniors and youth and then Eric Forsell is uh, like the general manager for the men's team. Okay. So I don't. I, in Swedish, it's sportchef and general manager. So okay. Because it's, it's sportchef. But uh, so I reached out to him, sent him an email with my uh, CV and what what I've done and a, a personal t- letter about about me as a person. Uh, said that I want to keep on working with ice hockey. This is what I've done earlier. Uh, and then he contacted contacted me and said for this under-15 team then that we have here in uh, Skellefteå, uh, that I could be assistant coach there or help out coaching there part-time or just, just in the evenings, just it had been in Leksand. I had to work full-time at a at the normal job, day job, 8 to 5, 8 to 4, and then do this in the evenings. Yeah. So I said, yeah, sounds good. Uh, and then like three months in or two months in, we moved up in August, late August, and I think in October, uh, he called me and said that the youth hockey supervisor that was had had to leave, uh, be on sick leave. See, I gotten sick, so they asked if I wanted to step in in his place. Uh, <laughs> that's a big. That's a big difference. It's a, a big a difference. Coach for U15 to to Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I. 
I I I thought that they must think that I've done something well and seen something in me to make them uh ask me that. So I said, yeah, yeah, of course, why not? Uh, and then I got a a first. It was just to January, I think, like three months, and then I got uh prolonged a year longer or a year and three months. So I got to April this coming April then because we we don't know how long uh, the other guy was going to be away for yeah but he's back now which is great uh he re he's recovered fully so we work uh together now so we're splitting the role yeah and i i had um uh, jacob strandberg on uh, yeah. before he was also working up there and he who and i can't remember who the j20 coach you were came from uh Javle too i think or Vekko. Yeah, they work together in Vekko. Yeah. And you will run Mark. Yes. Uh yeah. we talked a little bit about that in in our episode too, because he's the, you know, I think he is now full time with with uh, the J twenty national team with Sweden as a video coach. Yeah. Um, Jacob Jakob, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah, he's done good for himself. Yeah, so a uh, really good conversation about video and technology yeah. and and that kind of stuff yeah. too. Yeah, so he's, he's great. He taught us a lot there last year when he was his and, last year here. And assistant coach on the J20. So, but yeah. all right, let's move on to this kind of conversation about so what does it mean to be Ungdom Sansvari? What age groups are you dealing with in Khelaftio? Uh well, it's it's a lot. <laughs> In uh, in uh, here we used to say or we we normally say none has to do it none someone has to do it and someone yeah. is in charge of that so I'm someone. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of lot of things, but it's it's really fun. It's uh, great the variation. There's always something new happening, but also this the structure that you know what what needs to be done. But it's it's a free work. You decide your time yourself when you do uh, what and when. Uh, so it's great but uh, the ages are this season it's the youngest are born 2018 to 2009 which is okay. well three kronor hockey skolor as we talked about the youngest like learn to play groups yep. uh, and uh, two kids born 2009 are under 15 which is also the team that I'm uh, head coach for right now also what what's the what who drives the 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 goals and and kind of key performance indicators for that? How much of that is influenced by Swedish Hockey Federation, and how much of it is the uh, uh, the the board or the or the sportcraft um, or the internal kind of operations department? Who who drives kind of the goals for what you're trying to do? Uh. I think probably the Swedish Federation has like the certain goals and in in communication with all the uh, people in charge in the different clubs uh, and then the people in charge take it take it to us in within the organizations but we don't we don't have goals and stuff uh, decided by the federation I think each each organization and club has their own like goals with their uh, and is yes. that is that set by your internal kind of leadership group there? Uh, yeah, the the board uh, and like the 
uh, sport chef and junior coaches and it's all a mix and everyone has has a say but uh, ultimately it's the like the board and the the gms and and, and i'm i'm sure it, it shifts a little bit in terms of like you want to have breadth uh bredden the, the yeah. you want to have a, 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 and you want to have depth yeah. That you want to be able to get as many people involved as possible, both on the boys and girls. Yeah, and, sure. and you want to be able to develop players and you want to develop leaders. How much of your time is spent on do are you then trying to establish systems to recruit players and coaches? Or what where do you spend most of your time? Uh no. I think I I just try to make sure that everyone's here and having having a good time. They they like to come, they have a good experience and want to come back next practice, especially or starting with the youngest teams, the learn to play groups. Uh, that's like where everything starts. We as you said, we want to have a, a lot of players to begin with because naturally there's going to be some players that that quit playing ice hockey because they want to play football or floorball or whatever or just lose interest but we want to have a, a big base of players to begin with uh, so we have a lot of players at the end hopefully uh, when they get older when the selection start and what's the strategy uh, to have and what's the strategies for people having fun yeah that's a good question <laughs> uh, I, I think you have to try to you have to be a good uh, uh, person many questions you have to have to know how to deal with different types of persons you have to be social you have to understand how 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 people work i think to make sure that they they're comfortable and just enjoying themselves and and at the same time i mean you're i think that one thing that helps you is that you're not that far removed i mean you're 26 you're not yeah. like me 48 <laughs> right. I mean, I, there's advantages by being recent yet that your yeah. experience isn't that far removed from mm -hmm. where those parents or players are. And you've got a younger brother that is even closer. Yeah. That is. So what's he? He's 17, right? He's 17. Yeah. 17. I mean, does that help you in that role to be able to to, to kind of align with those players and parents to say, what is fun and how do we create an environment that is fun to come to the rink and do this thing called hockey? Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so I'm, I'm not on ice all the time with all the teams. I'm here, here and there on the ice with the coaches and the players to uh, have a quality assurance that they're doing the right things that, that we want to, but uh, yeah. no, I think you just when we talk with the coaches when they come in because I don't know how it is in in the states or in in Canada but our youth coaches are mostly or nearly always uh, parents yeah that work for free it's uh, no no paid coaches well, we so we have to educate our our parents then or or coaches ourselves or send them to the to the educations or lectures that the Swedish Ice Hockey Federation have. How, how much do you intervene in terms of finding the right seat on the bus for each of the coaches? Because they have different experiences and different, yeah. like you said, the, the personalities. This person yeah. is 
this person's a rah-rah guy that can't even skate, but man, we can really use a rah-rah guy. Yeah. No, we we just encourage everyone to be there uh, if they can. If they can be there once a week or once every two weeks, that's perfect. But the more, the, the merrier. Uh, because it's more more coaches to be there and feedback the kids and can you can it's it's hard to be 30 kids and two coaches but if you're five or eight coaches you can divide up the stations or you can have two coaches on one station and help feedback the kids so we don't really exclude anyone we just want to have as many as possible as long as they make sure that the kids are having having a good time is there a lot of red tape involved with red tape meaning uh, bureaucracy to to the entry point so when you're having a parent do you make it really easy for them to get involved yeah what is I, it what does it take do you have to go through coaching certification and background checks and all this kind of stuff no uh, we we try to make it as easy and accessible as possible so firstly for the kids uh, to try to keep the cost down as much as possible because the sport of ice hockey has a reputation of being expensive and taking a lot of time. So we try to keep the cost down. Uh, but then also in the learn to play groups, we just have anyone that wants to be with and help out and make, as I said, make sure to uh, that the kids are having a good time. But then when you, when they get older, you have to have at least one or two, uh, when they register for the games the, and the lineup, one or two has to have the right uh, education yeah. within the ice hockey then. So then we, we always make sure to send our coaches on the, so they have the, have the right credentials for the, for, for their age group. Yeah. But well, it's not a, it's not a must to, to have an education to be with the team and to be with on the practices, but it's at least one or two. So we can have the, uh, fill, fill the, Krav, the, the, needs the demands or, or yeah yeah demands from or the, the requirements federation. yeah yeah exactly so, so how much of your uh, so so you rely on the federation for a lot of the the continuing education for coaches even from the learn uh, from the really young ones yeah um young coaches so to speak or or inexperienced coaches how much yeah. of that also do you guys provide internally or is that is all of that done through the federation no, most most of it is through the federation, but we also have uh, have uh, meet meetings like once or twice a, a season. Yeah, uh, where we talk about different stuff. It can be different different topics each. Time. We try to make sure that they feel secure and feel like we we help them out also, not just uh, leave it to the federation. Yeah, I think that's that's healthy. I. Um... I've been there and I've, 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 I empathize with you. It's not easy. And, and no. sometimes you got personalities that want to, you know, they want to go in there and it's my, my team. And, you know, I want to do it my way. And, you know, sometimes you have to interfere and, and be like, you know, there's a reason why we have this kind of strategy because, yeah. you know, no, I only want to have 10 players. I only want to yeah. have the 10 best and, you know, that kind of stuff. But at some point, then the older they get, the closer you get to that U16 time, your yeah. focus tends to change a little bit, right? Yeah. So that's also a thing that we try to try to educate the players and coaches about that. That's make sure to be here and 
learn to love to practice and good things will will come over time if you practice good over time good things will happen yeah well and certainly Hueleftio has been kind of a leader it's it's funny to to see how Sweden geographically tends to create this and I think a lot of it is because of the NIUs that are in combination with the with the big clubs yeah Uh, but Luleå, Skellefteå, um, Modo up north have been, um, I mean, I would say Björklöven as well in Umeå has been a, a, a kind of a, you know, leader. Now they, they do have, because of being an SHL team, you have more resources. We just had uh, the J18 and the J20 coach on from Boden as an example. Yeah, yeah. They don't have as much resources but they play an important role let's talk about yeah, that a little bit for sure of the difference between because offline we talked about your strategy of when do we you know coming to Hueleftio is not necessarily yeah. the best thing for every player no right and and there's only so many spots so talk about your your or Hueleftio's model of be in the place you want to be the place for the top talents to come to, but not necessarily a requirement for everybody to go to. Are you talking from the under 18 age now or yeah, or or earlier that you guys yeah. talk about like at the age you 14, 15 when you when you're yeah. starting to put the teams together? Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, as we said uh, offline, we have uh, tryouts for the under 15 team. Uh, usually I think in Sweden it's under 16 that's probably the norm yep but uh, we have from under 15 uh, because we believe that we get an extra year trying to work with uh, the players that make the cut uh, before they have to make the choices for the school for the NYU uh, and the, eventually the NYU connects to the under 18 team so we think it's a year earlier for for cuts but it's a year more for getting the players accustomed to our our practices and our pr- training methods and uh, volume of of training so. so so if i'm pulling up the the this year's u16 team uh which yeah. is in u16 sm or u16 region yeah a lot of these guys are from Hueleftio. yeah but does that Really, but but not all. You th- th- then you also have guys that are from Burtresk, Leon, yeah. Wilhelmina, Burtresk. Yeah, that's uh, like towns nearby Hulefte. So it's all within the region or close by. So when we yeah. do the tryouts, we invite everyone uh, from the uh, close uh, close clubs and close uh, towns, so they. They can apply for the tryout. Whoever wants can can be part of the tryout, but not everyone's gonna be make the make the cut. Uh, but then, so if you are one of those kids that didn't make that cut, yeah, then they play on a on a lower tier U sixteen team, right? You have two U sixteen teams. Uh, now we have one one uh, under fifteen, which is the first year of the trial, and then uh, one under sixteen. So okay. We don't we don't have two teams in the same year group or age group. You, do you have a mixed uh, team? No. Okay. Because I know, like yeah. when I, when I was growing up, we had a we had a U fifteen, we had a U sixteen, yeah. and then we had a 
a U16 that was a mixture of U16 and U15. Yeah, that's what I played. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that was the same when I was uh, the under 16 also. So it's not too long ago that they changed that. Uh, but uh, now we have uh, just two two different age groups and two different. But uh, the the guys that don't guys or girls that don't make the make the cut for the trout there, we inform them on the meetings and uh, when they get the when when they get the result if they made the cut or not, we inform that. Uh, of the close by clubs and organizations, so they know their options if uh, where they can play if they if they can't play with us. So we we want to make sure that they play hockey for as long as they like and as long as they enjoy it. We want to give them opportunities so they know where they can play. So this thing about let's bring, talk just a moment about this issue of of selection because. Yeah. Uh, there's some that that natural selection of there's some that just don't have their heart in it, right? They're just not, yeah. they're sort of into it, but they're mainly in it for their buddies and, but they really don't have the love for it. So, so this, yeah. when they don't make the cut, yeah. you know, yes. It, you know, some people think that, that, that it's bad that it, that it, that it provides that natural selection of that. They're quitting hockey, yeah. you know, People say, well, you, we don't want anybody to ever quit hockey. Well, at some point, people are going to quit because yeah, their sure. their desires in other areas are there. I mean, what's your yeah. view on that? Uh, no, Alyssa, as you said, I, I can just uh, go to myself. When I quit, it was I didn't have the desire to put down the work and time that, that was needed. So as you said, naturally, with with time, people are going to quit for, for different reasons. So Yeah. But 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 then but so so the reason why you guys are bringing them in at U15 is that you want to be able to provide a a more training more opportunity at an earlier age uh, to work with them longer to prepare yeah. them for NIU. Yeah, because our goal is to, as all of the clubs in in Sweden, you want to have as many many kids as possible from from your own club or from your own region. Uh, partly because they don't have to move from home, uh, they can live home still and get the help from their parents and family with food and cleaning and everything like that. That's a big, uh, big adjustment to make when you're 15 to move. If you move six hours and have to live by yourself, and not just getting accustomed to a new town and a new club and a new system and more practice hours and everything uh, that comes with that, but you have to you have to grow up uh, on a personal level also much fa faster and more than if you live at home. So I think all, I speak for all the clubs in Sweden that you want to have as much place as you can from, from your own club and uh, close region. So, and, and that competition is good, I think. And, and I think that, and, and providing because you have resources, you have staff, you have facilities, you can then, provide that for those that are committed to 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 put in the work if yeah. i'm putting in an elite prospects then j18 from Cheleftio, it's mm -hmm. not all Cheleftio guys on here no. but it is a lot of them um yeah. i mean I, I i i would say if i put this roster up versus let's say lexand there's you probably more local people in Hueleftio than there are local people on Lexon's roster for J18. Yeah. That's uh, 
And maybe that's because of that. But I think, but on the other end, there's no guarantee that you're going to make the junior team in Huileftio just because no. you were the U16 elite. No, that's that's the that's the backside of that. You, you, we can't guarantee anything, but we believe in uh, in what we do, and we believe that we give the players good. Uh, uh, what's the word? Förutsättningar. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. What is förutsättningar? <laughs> You, you have you know. have good. I mean, um, you establish <clears throat> opportunities for them. And the other part yeah. is, let's say if you have a, a a late bloomer that physically or they started late, okay, they may not make the NIU's just like you were. May, yeah. But but that doesn't mean that hockey has to end. Yeah. Uh, it is extremely tough at the at the. I mean, what you're trying to grow, or you're trying your job is to prepare them. Yeah. And then the NIU, um, uh, the next, so the general manager for the juniors and the coaches yeah. for J18 and J20, the, the 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 philosophy or the or the um, or the goals and strategies for the juniors are a little bit different than what you're dealing with. Yeah. But the reality of is, you know, the guys that that are in that junior program at the J18 in Kreleftio, I mean. There's a good chance that they would be playing professional hockey at some yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Kuleftio, historically, if you look back, has been a great uh, distributor of players up to the professional leagues. If there's in Kuleftio, if it's other teams in the men's league, or uh, you know, if we had, I can. That was what I was going to try to say earlier. With the, we can't guarantee that they make the NYU, but we. Uh, we believe that we give them good opportunities to have to so they get the tools that they need to make their journey in their own times. So if, as you said, if they're late late bloomer, they have the tools and uh, that they've uh, learned from us in their early years and can take the long road to make yeah. uh, professional leagues anyway. Like Per Lindholm, we have in our men's team here now. He's, uh, I think, he was the last uh, guy in in Tevepuk and the last guy in on the NYU. And then he didn't make the men's team after junior, so he went to I think it was Division One or Alsenskan, and then made it back to Kuleftus Pro League. Then and then he's been in Toronto in NHL and a national team with a world championship. So he's had a pretty good career anyway, even though he was a late bloomer. Yeah, Jonathan Pudas, best uh, defender in the league last year, he also took the long road. Uh, so we want to give them all the opportunities opportunities they need and all the tools that need to uh, reach their goals and then however long it takes but we want to give them the tools to make to make it yeah and I I think that I mean if we're for, for those who are listening in and 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 I think that Kreleftio has for, for a long long time been a leader out there and have got you know solid solid fundamental steps that they follow and 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 yeah. that everybody follows so it's it, i think you're a great example of you're coming in with enthusiasm and a, and a background and you're falling in line and you're following the system and you're learning and you're able to add to it yeah. and and that's what when you have that kind of um uh base systems in place uh you increase the likelihood of success 
in the goal of developing good people and good hockey players for life. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that there's a lot of organizations in the U S or Canada that could really learn from that consistency and the longevity and the, and the, uh, and the results that it produces, um, versus like, you know, the hot flash in the pan that is, you know, here one moment, gone the next. Yeah. Um, there's one thing to 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 say about consistency. Uh, and I think Corleftio has been there for a long, long time. One of the longest, you know, where some organizations struggle yeah. uh, now that used to be Jurgården, Oiko, Sertelia, Brinas, Björklöven, Vesteros. Yeah, Alexan's been there just a few years back. Alexan's always been up there. He had a little dip, but yeah. <laughs> I say yeah, that because they're in SHL now. But yeah, exactly. But now <laughs> it's been it's been awesome to to come into this, as you say, this uh, organization that has had a success for such a long time uh, with developing players, but also with the results with the men's team in the pro league. So yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been fun to to uh, compare with how it was in Lexan also, even though they're in a bit of a different stages in how their organization, as we talked about, Lexan has just made it up to SHL a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Have uh, had much more time to stabilize themselves here. But How how often do you call like uh, Jon-Erik Moodings at uh, in Lexan and say, hey, help me out here? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've uh, given him a few calls actually. Uh, in the beginning, uh, I just said, yeah, I, I got this job. Uh, what do I do? How do you do this? <laughs> uh, Such a good but, uh, guy. Such a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So now we we speak frequently, and I'm back back in Lexan visiting sometimes. Family, I as we talked about, I still have my little brother there, and my mom and dad lives there. Yeah. So I try to visit whenever I can, and then I, of course, has to have to visit the ISOL and all the people there. So. Yeah, well, there's a saying for those who don't know, but Lexingar fans överallt. That means yeah. Lexan fans are everywhere. But uh, so the, the more we can uh, we can perpetuate that, the the, the better, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. last thing here is we round out two things. Um, you always ask the guest. Um, uh, you met yourself at age seventeen. <laughs> what advice? What advice would you give yourself of things that you know now that you didn't know back then? Uh, watch as much of uh, hockey as you can and try to learn from everything that you watch. Pick out small details and try to and practice them yourselves at home or on the rink or at the shooting 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 range or whatever you have the setup at home, but watch a lot of hockey uh you learn you learn you learn by mimicking or seeing others in other stuff so do it in in the ice hockey also great and you have to you have to put put in a lot of time to get better stuff you can't you can't uh, expect a change by just doing it a few times or here and there you have to have to really put in the work but it's worth it yeah, awesome. And, and the last and have fun. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> your your main your main motive, your your main 
key performance indicator in your job? Yeah. Are the kids make, having fun? Make everything fun. Make a competition out of it. Invite friends or whatever, but make make it fun. Yeah. So last thing, we have a partnership with TargetAid.com. Uh, James mm -hmm. Reason and I have you know, created a friendship, but they got a really, really good platform for fundraising uh, for and 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 for creating content for organizations. So we have a little platform there on their site with Target Aid, uh, where Swedish Junior Hockey podcast is. So each guest has the ability to to um, uh, to kind of name the, the with and the initiative is Club Benimitiarta. So the team in my heart. Which one is uh, is your team in your heart? Kolefto. Oh, <laughs> oh! I was gonna, I was gonna predict something there, but it's awesome. Uh... <laughs> so, so uh, totally get it, totally get it. I'm, I'm afraid that so, so we weren't gonna ask you to have two of them. So we will make <laughs> sure that Kolefto gets a part uh, in there, and hopefully, you can use. Um, uh, use it for content, contact your social media person mm -hmm. and you will be in there. And, and uh, some clubs use it to say, we want to raise money for this purpose, just like it was in Lexon when they, uh, when they had um, uh, or, yeah. different, you know, they, the, 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 uh, the supporter club bought an ice sharpening, I mean, a skate sharpener and these type of things. Yeah. So, so hopefully we can help in that as well yeah. so so we'll uh we'll we'll communicate that as we get closer uh they'll contact you about yeah. maybe getting the logo or something there as well so yeah, uh Luby, thank you for coming on and talk about your role and life in the cold dark uh Hleftio up north yeah. of we have a lot of snow right now it's been snowing constantly for like four days so this car is totally covered by snow right now. So it's it's been crazy. Yeah. But I live close, so I can walk. That's nice. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. And and we'll we'll keep an eye and uh, especially we'll keep an eye on on your brother as this is his draft year as well. So um yeah. so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it should be fun. Thank you. Thank you for All having right. me. It's been great. All right. Take care.